G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly episode where we don't have any national finals to talk about this week, Michael. No, just the internal selections that complete our lineup of the 37 songs. Exactly. And it was delightful to sleep in this morning. Mm-hmm. I slept until all the way to 8am for the oh, first wow. time in months. What a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you mentioned, we had four internal songs um, announced during the week. Week. I guess we would just go through them one by one just to uh, just to go through them all even though we won't do it in a lot of depth because we do have our review and rank series coming up soon. Absolutely so we'll delve into a bit more of them then but this is more just first impressions kind of thing. Exactly all right without further ado well let's crack onto it and we're going to do it in the way they were announced. So the first one during the week we did get the entry from Greece it was Victor Vernikos with What They Say. Wish this was something I could just ignore Well, you know what they say The lassos make sure no one loses the way Hurt ones can't stand seeing others in pain Oh, I am both Oh, Mike. Victor's 16 years old. He wrote this when he was 14 as well. Uh, What are your first impressions? Yeah, look, very, very impressive to hear that he wrote this when he was 14. I think it's uh, actually quite a good song. I really quite like this one. I think it works very cohesively. Uh, The parts of the song, you know, the pre-chorus works really well. And I like the instrumentation that moves into the chorus because that sort of seems to pick up the pace and drive that chorus throughout. So some really, really good elements here and very impressive for a young, young man. Yeah, I think... I maybe was being a little bit cynical when I was like, oh, he's 16. Oh, he wrote it when he was 14. Like, <laughs> this is not, this is going to be twee and terrible. Mm. Um, and I think it's actually really quite good. Um, I think it's, there's something, there's a rawness to it. I think he's kind of got a modern sound. Uh, I do think there's, there's almost that kind of like a Dean Lewisy kind of sound from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to hear this on Australian radio for an Australian artist. There is something about it. it almost meet, is Dean Lewis meets Shepherd sung by a 16 year old like with that driving beat going throughout so yeah there's there's something familiar and likable here I think he would have liked to have the juries involved maybe yeah possibly I definitely think this is a bit of a jury song you're right I think it's the familiarity of the elements used that makes it work for me because there's nothing to kind of you know what out there on this song it's all very very kind of simple but well well put together and well done so interested to see if it sort of pops out he is in the second semi-final first half uh so i mean he's got some good votes around him with cyprus and possibly australia etc so hmm, i don't know this is a bit of a chance to get through yeah i think uh the second semi is actually a lot more open i think there's a lot of discussions about semi two not being as strong as semi one and look the big hitters are semi one let's be honest but there's a lot in semi one that i can almost rule out straight away well i find that this is kind of very open so whoever can get their staging right and put things together i think can get through and I don't think this needs complicated staging. I think it just needs to be filmed really well. He needs to be able to perform it well. Mm. That's the big question mark when you're a 16-year-old performer. We've seen some of those young and inexperienced artists in the past. 
either really rise or really fall and struggle at the big stage at Eurovision. Yeah, I think it is the critical thing here, how much he can actually pull this off, because I think the song's there. Fingers crossed the staging and the performances, because, um, yeah, I'm quite impressed. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's just great to have Greece there. There was a little bit of drama going on. There was a court case, and that happened. And then there was the awful train tra- tragedy as well, mm-hmm. which did delay the release of this song. But we've got the entry out. I think it's uh, another interesting kind of nice kind of commercial type of song for Greece, which has been their direction now for the last few years. Yes. Uh, we'll see how this pans out this Absolutely year. Absolutely coming off two top tens, Greece. So I think they'd like to keep that run going. Exactly. Next up during the week was Azerbaijan, and we had the twins of Tural and Turan X <laughs> with their song, Tell Me More. Well, look, I think it's a bit of a stupid name, but anyway, um, the twins, they're little—they're an interesting um, little duo, and it's an interesting song, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, probably not one a lot of fans are expecting, the sort of feel coming out of Azerbaijan this year, but I have to say, I think it feels very fresh, it feels very kind of light, and that really works for the song. It has a retro feel but doesn't feel dated to me. So, yeah, and obviously there's a lot of influences going on in this song. There's some 90s stuff, there's some 2000s, a bit of Britpop almost going off in there as well. So it's a bit of a mishmash, but I think it really works. This is really interesting. Mm. I kind of didn't know how to take it, but I had this immediate, I immediately liked it. And I, I think what you said, that the different genres coming into it, and um, Steve from our team actually commented on the Ozivision Facebook post, it was basically Sixpence, None the Richer meets the Beatles. <laughs> and I hear both those elements very much. I think I literally just said to you about those two bands, and then I read Steve's comment, I was like, bang on, great mind, Steve. And so I think Sixpence, None the Richer, which had that song Kiss Me in either very late 90s or early 2000s, and there's this one part where they kind of do the chorus where they really go into that Beatlesy sound from mm. the 60s and the way that they deliver it but then there's so much else going on with it but it just it seems very charming and it's actually got these nice little hooks that I just really like maybe it's just Maybe it's my age, I don't know, but there's something singing to me with this song. Possibly because <laughs> some of those influences are of your kind of generation, Dale, that of my... Hopefully the 90s, 2000s <laughs> and not the 60s. <laughs> yeah, yes, those ones. Um, I don't know if this is something I would go and seek out, but when it plays, I really quite like it. Mm. I think it, it has got a really nice um, feel to it. Now, I'm not sure there's moments of impact here, though. That's the problem for me, is it, is it a competition song? For a mass voting audience so I'm, I'm a little skeptical as a competition song particularly as it's in semi-final one second half big big songs in that part of the draw and i'm just worried this may get a little stomped on a little bit but at the same token you know it's going to have its fans if they can stage it correctly it should stand out because there is nothing like this in the competition yeah, exactly. I don't know how this is going to go as a competition song. I immediately have my doubts, even though I really quite like it. 
So, yeah, I think they're going to have to be clever with staging, and I think they're in a tough semi, so we'll see how it goes. But it is nice. It's a full Azeri team, as in songwriters, artists, everyone behind it, for the first time since 2008, which I think was their debut. They've really kind of farmed out a lot of their, <laughs> their songwriting and their things in the past. So I, I like that. Like, at least it's um, full Azerbaijan. Yeah, that has to be applauded. Good on them going down that route. All right, next up was Armenia. Now, we did know about this artist they had, but we got the song this week. It's Brunette with Future Lover. Now, Brunette describes Future Lover as a poetic canvas, a letter with no addressee. What do you think of the song? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, Look, to be honest, this sounds very modern to me. It's a very, very kind of modern production choices they've made, and I like it a lot. The ballad into rap back to ballad structure is a little bit odd. And I think it's all going to pretty much rest on if that rap lands live because we've seen sometimes it can just come across as a bit of sort of angry yelling but there is something here that I think in a musical sense makes it a very very worthy entry yeah I think it's a worthy entry Mm. (laughs) I do think uh, I'm a bit confused by it I must Mm. say I need to give this one a little bit more time definitely I'm trying to find something to hold on to. I do think like the music video is beautiful, really well done, fantastic. I love the orchestra part of the song in, in that in the whole production sounds rich. It sounds full. It sounds expensive. Um, but just because something expensive doesn't mean I want to wear it. Uh, I just I, I've I'm just struggling with the, the song itself. What to hold on to here? And the only interesting thing that really grabbed me was the rap part. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like take away the visuals, take away the quality of how well it's been put together. What do we got here as a song? And I wasn't that impressed. Out of the songs this week, it was probably the one I was least impressed with. Mm. But I know a lot of people love it, so I might just not be saying something that a lot of people are. Yeah, it's definitely pared back a little, isn't it? Maybe even a bit too much, I'm going to say. I think the staging for this is going to be what's critical. It might bring it all together. I think it needs to produce moments because the song itself doesn't seem to have moments. So to make it memorable, we're going to have to have a very good and considered stage show without overwhelming the song as well, which I think could be quite tricky for Mm. this one. So it's interesting. Second semi-final first half. Mm, I don't know. It could easily get forgotten by the time we get to uh, the voting period if they don't lift it with the staging. Yeah, true, true. She does seem like a great artist, so I I think Mm. she can do a really good job of it as well. The other talking point has been the lyrics and the quotes used. Mm. Um, A lot of eagle-eyed Euro fans, I don't know how they found all these. There was a bunch of Tumblr posts, which basically are particularly the first verse of the song. And look, Brunette doesn't shy away from um, any of this kind of stuff because she did say in her announcement of the whole song that she goes, I remember once scrolling through my phone and seeing this beautiful quote, which was such a simple yet beautiful thought that immediately inspired her to write it. And so basically she saw quotes, you know, the kind of like, bless this home, but it was a bit more than that, <laughs> about future lovers. And she put all this together and wrote this song. Oh. So. 
I don't know if I love that or think it's awful. <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. I, I don't know who was uh, scrolling through Tumblr looking for quotes. It certainly wasn't what I was scrolling through Tumblr for. <laughs> Um, but uh, rest in peace, poor Tumblr. Um, but yeah, look, really, really interesting. Very interesting to to take the lyrical approach from Tumblr, which is yeah, odd to say the least. Very, very odd. Yeah. Anyway, well, that is our media. We're going to give it a bit more time, so we'll give it a proper review and settle on it by our review and ranks here. Absolutely. Well, still in the Caucasus, I don't know what was with them this year. All three of them were the late ones. Like, come on, get yourself together. But uh, we did get the entry from Georgia, and it was Iru with Echo. Uh, Iru's actually won the Junior Eurovision as part of the group Candy back in 2011, and she worked on the song for their entry last year as well. Mm. And the songwriter she has on this song has been involved with a lot of the Junior Eurovision ones in the past, including the iconic Bzz song <laughs> and the one that Candy won with Candy Music. Mm. So a decade later, songwriter and artist from Junior Eurovision are going to Eurovision. I think that's a great story. Yeah, I think that's fantastic as well. Great to see that uh, the junior competition is, you know, grooming people to get into that senior competition. One thing Georgia is very good at is junior Eurovision. So maybe not so much the senior competition. So if we can sort of try and uh, take some of that success and bring it to the senior one, we'll see. With this song itself, I'm going to say it goes big early. We start with the full-on chorus. And... I don't know if it gives the song much where else to go, you know what I mean? Like, once we've got that, we're kind of, I think, struggling a little. I do feel a degree of chaos in this song through the production, etc. But at the same token, I think this song really lends itself to staging. And I think we could have something really big and spectacular from the Georgians come this one, because I think they'll throw a bit at this. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of songs we go, oh, I hope they get some good staging with this because they need it. I think that's what we say without saying it. This one, I feel quite confident this lends itself to staging. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to really ruin it to not stage this well, I kind of feel. I don't think it would be the most difficult thing to do. High impact with add a lot of have to put into it. Like even what they're doing in the music videos with a lot of flowing, flowing sheets fabric and, and yeah, sheets yeah. and stuff. Just do something like that, you'll be right. I do agree and this like why are you gonna show everything before you even start? Like we don't we do like the whole don't bore us, get to the chorus, but mm. hitting us directly with it, like a slap in the face, and then the slow build directly afterwards very quickly, because it's only one section of that mm. chorus, mm -hmm. is a choice. It'll get your attention but I don't know if that's the right choice to do. I would cut that bit and I would build because I think there's enough in the song. To me, it says, I don't trust the song enough to speak for itself that we have to hit you really hard at the start. Maybe they'll open the performance with a big bang and try and get everyone's attention and allow the song to kind of breathe from there. Perhaps that's the thinking behind it. I have to say this style of music, because it has got some very Eastern elements to it, will have its fans. Gosh, it will have its fans. So... We'll see if there's just enough of them 
to vote it out of that semi-final because, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not without a chance. Second half in the second semi-final is a pretty good spot. The weaker of the semi-finals, I think we all think. We'll see. I think a lot will depend on how the visuals come with this because the song's dramatic and will capture attention, but then it needs to become all cohesive and not just a mess of screaming because there's some big vocal in this and it could end up being a bit of a shouty mess. Yeah, I think if this is pulled off, it could be really quite impactful mm. and, and really do quite well but again it could end up being a bit yelly um and i that just puts off your average kind of viewer um you know it's even as dramatic as a song on the staging can be so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes again this is a song i just need a bit more time on mm-hmm. but this is probably compared to armenia i like this a lot more and i do kind of probably at grease level for me with azerbaijan probably my favorite of this four mm, we'll see <laughs> All right, well, look, just quickly, we've got 37 songs now. We've got the full shebang. We've heard this is the greatest year ever to the worst year ever and everything in between. What is your kind of just general feel about this lineup of songs? Uh, My general feel is the diversity of it all, the diversity of sounds, the diversity of influences. Obviously, we've got a lot more in the sort of band kind of area this year, which I think is is very interesting. But I think it's a good bunch of songs. And the more, you know, we let them settle for the next couple of months, the more we'll probably get a just just feel of where this actually stands in the whole uh, scheme of things. Yeah, I think there's definitely a few that are just jumping out towards the top there that are going, hey, look at me, I can win Eurovision mm-hmm. with maybe almost like I'd put them in an A class of, a, you know, two to maybe three. I won't say what they are. And then there's probably about three or four sitting underneath them. But I feel like there's a lot of room for someone to jump from the pack with impactful staging who can just go, hey, I'm 25th in the odds, but I can come top 10. I think there's so many songs that can lift when we get there. So I think it's going to be a really interesting thing as we analyze and work out who can even qualify when we Mm. just don't have... We've got a lot of internals. Um, we just don't know what we're playing with yet. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole only tally vote in the semi-final is a massive wild card this year. Very difficult to pick a tally vote compared to perhaps predicting what a jury might like. So a lot of unknowns at this stage, I think, with this whole bunch. But um, you're right. I think there's a small group of A kind of class songs, and then we have a larger group of B to see songs which could jump out and and join the A group. Exactly. And I think we've got a lot of upbeat and a lot of little bangers this year, which is a bit more. And something that we spoke about yesterday, actually, was really not a lot of ballads. So, you know, songs like Estonia, and I can't even think of anything else at the moment. There's just not many of them. And I don't think they're going to be necessarily in. I feel like people want a bit of a bangery kind of year. But if you're the only one or the only one of a couple, you could really stand out and do well, particularly with juries, if you make the grand final. Absolutely. Um, Estonia springs to mind for me, probably the big female ballad we have this year. So if she can negotiate that semi-final, perhaps juries might be very, very impressed come the grand final. Exactly. All right. Well, before we get on to the review and rank series, which will be coming up, and for those who don't know, basically the Vision team rank Mike ranks, I rank, and we go through a little kind of 10 to 15 minute episodes of every song where we go through all the positives of the song, 
all the drawbacks, every single one of them. The favorites have drawbacks. The worst song has a pro somewhere in there. We'll find it. <laughs> and then we give our ranks in here from the team as well. So we go through every song and they'll be out by the first weekend of April, even a couple of days before maybe, but not next weekend. Yeah, we've got a bit of uh, time to rank and ruminate with the songs and then come up with our final kind of analysis from there. Exactly. And the other thing we had during the week, and just to not kill off national finals ever in a day here, is we did ask the Ausvision team and fans as well to vote for their favourite national final songs of the year. And I think for the first time ever, the Ausvision team and the fans both agreed. Yes, interesting. It was interesting that they both arrived at the same winner. And that person was Benjamin with Huidemut. Well, it was a draw, I must say, in the Division team with Agone, but he just scraped through. But he did win the fan vote quite comfortably. I thought this was a little bit of a surprise for yeah. me. Yeah. For dead last in UMK to, yeah. to win the, the poll for, for both our team and the public. Interesting. It, I mean, it was a fantastic studio version of the song and obviously connected with a lot of people. It's a shame that live performance didn't quite live up to, to where the song probably could have been. But um, yeah, it's a fantastic studio and it's obviously stuck with people, so... Well done, Benjamin. Exactly. And I think it just goes to show you how strong UMK was this year. Because mm. even if you don't perform the greatest uh, live and you had a really strong uh, song, you normally do pretty well in your national final. To finish seventh out of seven and be the favorite of the year, that is saying something for sure as well. So well done to him. I think Ulrika did well and uh, Shireen did well and Agadi did well. They were the ones that kind of jumped out. But we will be doing our bonus episode this week on our favorites we have like our top three each our guilty pleasure trash of the year each and um then we also ask all patrons to give their favorites and we basically give our opinion on them basically read them for their taste <laughs> yes we will be reading the uh, patreons for their taste but it's always a bit of fun it's always great to hear what uh, you know your favorites are my favorites are etc so and revisit that whole national final season because it's so much fun exactly just before we jump into everything eurovision the last few days of going through national final season of eurovision 2023 so patrons look out for that post and the episode later in the week Well, Dale, we're in that part of the year where there's no week ahead from us. But as you mentioned, we will have coming up our review and rank series. So keep an eye out for that. Yes, exactly. And we may not have an episode, obviously, next weekend. We will wait and see what content comes out. We know the pre-parties are coming, so we still will cover stuff. So keep an eye out and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 AussieVision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.